0: Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors, Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome back to Emotional Sobriety, the
1: podcast. I'm Tom Rutledge, and with me is uh, producer Patrick. I've, I've taken to calling you lately, Patrick Newman, our producer, and Dr. Alan Berger. How are you guys doing?
2: Well, it's good to see you, Tom. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just getting back from a little short jaunt up into the Poconos first time at a little place called Woodlock Lodge, a big family resort up there. And we wanted to check it out. We've heard so many good things about it. So we're just coming back from that. And the way I would describe it, it was like being on a cruise ship on land. Wow. Wow. I want, I want to talk to you about that later because one of the things that we had talked
1: about, because we have some other friends that are up in, 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 Pennsylvania, as you know, and, and, and we had, we had thought about going to see them a couple of years ago for the COVID thing. We, and we, 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 I was looking, I was looking at stuff online about the Poconos thing, and thinking this would be a, we, we, you know, we usually go out and ride horses in the West, but I yeah. thought, you know, there are places, there are places up there we could go. That's
2: and right. So I may, I may, I may pick your brain about that. Wow, later That sounds it's great nice to go, man. And I'll tell you, it right. was, it was a show they had last night was called uh, um, Journey Around the Island. No, Adventure Adventure to the Islands or something like that. And you think they're talking about, like, going to Hawaii and stuff like that. But it was Long Island, Manhattan Island. I mean, so. Oh, wow. But it, it, the British Isles. <laughs> I mean, so you, what you would normally think about. I mean, they, they, they did a Hawaii thing, but it was and it was i'll tell you man it's it there's a different entertainment out here on the east coast it's That's not the great.
3: hollywood
2: everything's got to be perfect production it's like let's do the best we can and have a good time and hey, they I, work I, like I, we hey, they, they work like we do i'll tell you man there was there was something about it that it was very i mean i like the other thing too you know the big hollywood pantages theater but This was, there was something to be said about this. And, you know, tonight we came back. There was a comedian. I was looking forward to that. Next time we go, we'll hopefully get Mm -hmm. to see him. But they had a, they had a, They had a comedian after the main show. He was hilarious. I just laughed. And Maddie stayed up with me until midnight watching the thing. I mean, we had a great time. So it was. That's cool. They're like us.
1: But they are. They're like us. Just show up, man. Be
2: be relatively prepared and show up. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Relatively prepared, show up. And then they have all the cool things, man. Like they had go-karts. I haven't driven a go-kart and so long and they had 22 rifles where you could go shoot at targets and paintball guns that maddie could shoot and then they had an archery range and a virtual reality room that you could rent an escape room i mean this place does things it's very oh and then this was the big thing this we had a lot of fun doing this maddie's into these baking shows Mm -hmm. you know where bake off like the cuppy cupcake wars and stuff like that mm-hmm. well they had a thing where they they provided you a tray of baking goods and you had to make an animated scene from it and and then bring it up you had know, half an hour to put this you know this this design together and we did sonic the hedgehog <laughs> and Perfect. we did a great job of sonic and we had a lot of fun but look, before we got on the show, man, before all that, I feel weird talking about it in some sense. But I, I know you lost your brother a couple of days ago. And, yeah. you know, we were going to carry on this conversation from last time. But, you know, when we started talking, is, is that part of, I think, the, the thing that I'm learning about emotional sobriety, and I hope we're teaching people,
0: is mm-hmm. it's about
2: flexibility. And it's mm-hmm. about being to able to pivot towards what's, what's important when something new comes up, instead of being stuck with, you know, I've got to do this and being rigid about those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And, you know, when we started chatting earlier, and you say, "Guy, you know, should we do that? And, you know, and you, you and I both had the first thought of, of course, mm-hmm. we, we need to talk mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, right, it's yeah. what's going on for you. And, And look, how we face loss and grief is a part of the journey of emotional sobriety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, you know, what I said too, was that, you know, that, you know, that's the thing, thing to do with the, with, you know, and I, and, and I'll make, it, you know, and I will, if we talk about this, I'll, I'll be, I'll make it clear that this is, you know, this is, I, I do not come from a, a very close family. So this is, this is not, you know, so I would just ask everybody listening, not, to, not actually just to suspend your assumptions about what, what whether my loss may be like your loss. Cause I think everybody's different. Uh, And, and it's, it's uh, um, so it's, it's not like I'm, I, I am not devastated. It's just, it's just a, um uh i'm just right I now mean, i don't know what it is alan i'm glad i'm glad i'm in the company of of what i consider two good therapists because you know when a couple a couple of the times when 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 you've you've been gone uh patrick's walked me through a, few, a couple of things too he's pretty, he's pretty natural i think he might get a little bit from you uh but uh feeling good hands i you know it's a it's a it's a strange experience that's that's for sure and i was on i knew my dad my, my, my brother was having uh having some health problems for sure uh pretty tough ones but i did, I didn't know he was i didn't know had any idea that he was close to to death and and so i got I got a call from my sister and mine and my niece his daughter that uh yesterday morning saying he had he had fallen he had he had fallen asleep and um um let's see what you can see you, you can see see the defenses in me come up right away I, I think i woke woke up dead you know i'm you know i'm the the that's the, the, the i'm talk, i'm talking now i have i've been processing this inside myself and now i'm talking to and, and talking with Dee, Dee and uh talking with you guys i immediately notice i go to humor
0: yeah you've walked me through some important stuff too tom and good. uh good I'm going to ask a very Dr. Burgery question. You know, what came up for you when that happened?
1: Wow. A lot. It's, uh, um, I, what, what I would say is I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. in my chest It's um, and I've, and I have felt, I think I felt this. I mean, the I mean, I'm not, I never have been sure exactly what depersonalized feels as, as dissociation goes, but, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I, um, really tough night sleep, uh, um, last night and, and, uh, woke up just feeling, feeling, uh, um, almost lightheaded and just kind of cut off from feelings in, in some degree. And it's like, um, it's, I mean, the experience, so that, that, without going on, just babbling this, yeah, that's, I think I'm feeling it more physically and just kind of in almost a disoriented kind of fashion, you know, but, you know, Sort of how I'm talking right now, I think is, I like, guess that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what makes sense to me is I'll just, I'll let you, I'll let you guys be in charge today of, of, well, well, you know, well, ha- having completed sentences. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just speak in phrases. Right. That
2: sounds good. <laughs> Well, listen, of course, man, listen, it's, it has a lot of meaning for you and that, and this stuff. And that's what happens with this stuff, right? Is that mm-hmm. the meaning that, that we give to these experiences are powerful. Can you share with us your relationship with him? Like what, what was it like with you and your brother? Well, my he's five years
1: older than me. I, I come from a family of five kids. We have four, uh, four, four, four guys and one girl uh, who is the oldest. And, uh, uh, so he's five years older than me. So I grew up, I grew up, uh, looking up to him, I mean, he was, you know, the ways, the ways that that, I would get him in trouble is, is I used to, I used to lie when, when he would try to get away from me, go play with, be with his friends without me. I would, I would, I learned, I learned the power of lying. So I could go to my mom and say, Mike hit me. And she would, wherever he was, she would, she would call him. she would yeah. call him and, and bring, make him come home. And then he would say, but not, and she would say, don't back talk me. It's like, you know, and so he was in more trouble for, for just basically trying to tell her the truth and, you know, and, and for some, so he, so he would get in trouble and I don't know what I got out of that, but, but I also, you know, I also remember as I, memories that are popping through my head is I remember, um, uh, uh, kid, kid, kid in our neighborhood named Dickie standifer that was like between his age and my age, he, he had, he had given me a really hard time and, uh, he, he didn't beat me up or anything, but he, he, he'd give me a really hard time, uh, one day and my, my brother found out about it and went out and, uh, and jumped on Dickie and just started beating on him. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I, I remember that. And this was, this was neighborhood. This is the neighborhood that we lived in uh, Dickie's back late and the next, the next scene in that memory is Dickie's back over at the house showing all of us, including Mike, the bumps on his head, you know, look, look at the, everybody was feeling his head, doing, doing, doing yeah. <laughs> checking out the bumps on his head from where Mike. you know, everybody was okay, but
2: Get hit on him. Huh?
1: You know, yeah, yeah. he, t- so he took up for me and, uh, you know, and I just, i was just, a, just a lot of memories from when we were, when we were little and he would, you know, he was the, bu- he was the Bronco when we played rodeo, I, we, he, he would get us on his back and we had to, we had to, you know, we grew up in Texas, so we had to, had to have rodeo and, uh, he had, to, he, he had to, he'd buck until he could throw us off. Um, but, um, you know, and he, um, my, I'll, I'll say this about him. He's he's um, um, he went to seminary uh, after after college and, and became a Presbyterian minister. And uh, um, and then later, later in life, he he, he continued to do that, at least part time. He had he had uh, he had churches in Arkansas and then also in, in Dallas. Uh, uh, but then he, he, uh, in the last couple of decades, he, he, he went back got a graduate degree in counseling and was a, uh, a, private practitioner counselor in Dallas. And that's what he did. And, uh, um, and I, I come, you know, I come, I, I probably mentioned it on here before I come from what I call the amazingly amazing, dis, uh, disintegrating family. So we, we, We kind of, we're all over the place, but, but of thanks to technology, Mike and I were back in touch for the last uh, at, at least the last three years, uh, through texting is, you know, I, 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 one of the things I've, this is the third person who has died recently for me that, that I look back and because I, I stopped erasing these text threads, I have, I have two years of text text conversation between the two of us. I was, I sent a message over to his, to his daughter and son that, that, you know, if you guys want to see this, I'd be glad to, I'd love to share it with you, you know, it's just, and some of it, some of it may be some, you know, some of us, I noticed looking back with some political comments that we were, you know, frustrations that we were dealing with, but a lot of it is just sharing jokes that we like. And, and, and we would give each other pop tests on, you know, uh, on our childhood. Do you, do you remember, do you remember who did so-and-so and so-and-so, and so? you know, most of the time we'd get it, but sometimes we'd go like, no idea. I have no idea. So, but we, you know, we stayed in touch and the, and I knew that he was in and out of the hospital, uh, over the last, uh, ever since the beginning of this year and. And the last uh, message I had from him was a happy birthday thing. My birthday's in April and, and it was a happy birthday thing. And then right after that, it was him getting out of rehab and getting to go home. And he was very happy to get to go home. And apparently he didn't, he didn't, didn't make it much farther than that. So, so he,
2: went, he went into counseling too, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, uh, def- definitely, I definitely followed his, I went to college where he went to college. He went to a little place called Austin college. It's a Presbyterian little, little school, thousand, thousand students, uh, in, in just north of Dallas in Sherman, Texas. And I, you know, I fo- I followed his footsteps there. And, and, uh, uh, even though it was five years, I still had to deal with his reputation there and, uh, uh, which was a good one. And, and, uh, and so I had to get, you know, cause nobody calls you by your right name in college so he was always rut and and so for the when my first couple of years there i was i was always little rut i had i had to i worked hard <laughs> to get i worked hard to get the little part dropped you know <laughs> wow yeah
0: sounds like a good brother
1: i i loved i loved my brother and he, he uh, yeah he was a good brother uh, yeah and we, like I say, we our are, fam- our whole family, uh, this just, just was not in touch a lot, not, not see each other very much. And, and, um, um, yeah, so it's, I guess in that, that's one of the things about it is that, that what I'm, what I'm happy about, I guess, I'm, that's kind of a weird word to use, but what I'm feeling good about when I think about what we do with the emotional sobriety is, is I I think in years past, I, I would have, I, I'm just, just a guess, but I would have imagined myself either doing what I grew up learning to do, which was feel guilty about not having more contact or not having done this or, or that, or been close to his kids or stuff like that. And that's, that hasn't been an issue. Or the other thing I would do is I would, I would probably just not feel anything. I would just, you know, just, I would just use it and it would be fairly easy to do to just to say, not much of a relationship really. So it's not that big, a, uh, you know, a, a bigger a deal. Um, and, I'm and, i and, and, and this isn't by my choice. This is just me paying attention. I'm not doing either one. I, I, you know, I would credit some of the work that the three of us in our, little, uh, the therapeutic nature of our Sunday, Sunday gathering here you know, and what we're doing on Thursday night and working on the emotional sobriety stuff. It's, um, I just feel like I'm just in the present. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, so much so that I got a I got a guy on my committee right now going like like Tiny Tom, this is not this is not a very good story you're telling. It's it's just it's kind of boring. There's not much to it. And they're like, well,
2: you know, I don't. there's
1: yeah, quite a bit I to it. Don't,
2: I don't, think.
3: Well, oh, well, see, know, I I need you know, to leave
2: that to you guys. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting though, because look, it just shows though what what you it's confirming what you're saying, Tom. It's very congruent. Is that? you know something happened in your family and you guys really did get separated I mean Mm that 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 togetherness you know we talk Mm -hmm. about separateness Mm -hmm. togetherness separateness Mm -hmm. was really somehow pushed forward in your family right became Mm -hmm. a theme whereas the other side of the togetherness is something that hasn't been as strong and you've shared that with me I mean look Mm -hmm. you You've been a solo mm-hmm. guy most of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, our mm-hmm. relationship is one of those mm-hmm. different relationships. Is unique. Yep. You know, is unique for you. And, and so to me, it's all consistent. And so, you know, it's like mm. your grief happens in the context of that relationship. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel that I wish we would have had more, do you? That's not a part mm. of this. See, that's yeah. because of, that's because that separateness was so strong.
3: Mm-hmm. See, you didn't
2: get that other side of that that you should be more together. You see, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a should like
1: that. Right. I mean, you know, I well, first of all, I've, 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 I mean, I've you may have done put one on yourself later on, but. Right. Right. Well, I, and bottom line is, that I mean, that's, I mean, as you know, with my, you know, we talk about my should monster all the time. It's like, yeah. I've worked, I, I've done a lot of work on myself in terms of, of understand, doing that intrapersonal differentiation. Right between me and those shoulds, it's like, it's like those, you know, I could, I can be aware of, of the messages yeah. and they can, it can, these days and it really can feel more like it comes from across the room and that, you know, that's not me. That's, I'm aware of it. Just like, you know, yeah. and I think just, and now it's analogous to alcoholism recovery. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I can be aware of, a you know, I, you know, those of us who are, who are alcoholics, you know, one of the one of the things we I think we that remind, that's a good thing that reminds us that we're alcoholics is we have certain thoughts that other people just don't have.
2: Yep. You know,
1: I mean, and 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 sometimes they're just about innocuous little little things. It's like if I, you know, if I see somebody have a drink and they don't finish their drink, you know, I, you know, I'm 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 exactly what Patrick's face, your facial expression just did, which is what
0: <laughs> you, you don't know, understand and, it, you know.
1: Yeah, you go like, I. It, 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 but it's not even just understanding. It's like, it's really perplexing to me. It's like, it's like, oh, wow. And so, so those are, remi- you know, those are things where I go like, okay, well, that's just a reminder that that alcoholism, you know, that's still there. And I'm in gratefully, i in COVID, but the, the shoulds are the same way. It's, it's like, I don't, you know, and I, and I tell people, you hear me say this to people, you know, in our Thursday group. A lot of tell people, you know, you're not going to, you know, our language tends to be, I want to get rid of that. I want to make that shut up and go like, well, that's not going to happen, but you can change your relationship with it. But, you know, you just brought up something though, that, that at the risk of just going ahead and popping in as your client here for a moment, it's, it's the, the, uh, it's, I remember, I remembered something when you said that about the sep- about the separateness, and I appreciate you going into that place where it's like, okay, you went back farther than, than just our relationship, but what you know, what what happened, you know, in my family that set, and there's a, you know, that's, that's that we could we could do an entire podcast uh, series on that one, and on what happened. But I remember trying to when I was early in therapy, trying to explain to my brother and my sister, um, who were both frustrated with me for being for for being more aloof and, and uh, I'm, I'm the one who moved farthest away. You know, they live in Texas and, and Oklahoma. I, yeah. I, I've, I've often used the joke and, and there's truth to it that there's no such thing as geographic cure, but I discovered there's geographic improvement uh, that, that there's some, some, there can be some advantage if you need to get, get farther away. But, but I remember just, I, I remember having this, uh, you know, metaphor in my mind and, and I don't think they ever understood it, but it always stuck with me as I said, you know, it's like our family, is if you if some kind of one of you will be uh probably Patrick, you'll be more aware of this. If you know, the sometimes you have a cable that has like multiple wires in it, you know, in, in the TV, the telephone or or his telephone or 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 electricity or whatever. But it's like I said, it's like our family was this cable, and and all of our individual relationships are wires in that cable. And I said, I cut that, I cut that cable. And and it's like, and the truth is. I didn't, I didn't consciously cut every relationship in, in individual relationship in there, but they were all cut. And it's like, and, and I never did, I never did figure out, I don't know the, how hard I worked at it, but I never did figure out how to, how to take that apart and and put those individual relationships back together. It was like, you know, my, what, you know, when I left, what I, you know, what most of us, you know, the, um, in my family, my mother is, is what, what uh, is the, you know, I'm not, I'm not the whole system's a part of it. My dad included, but, but it was, you know, the folk, the focal point of our family was, was my, everything revolved around my mother and basically you know that's 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 who who everybody tried to get away from you know and it and it created the bigger the bigger split and um and i'll tell you one of the things that was also is okay i keep talking for a moment
2: yeah keep going of course okay
1: after my dad died my dad died in 1992 my mother didn't die until 2003 it's like uh um and, uh, but after, after he died, there was, there was no interest in going back toward them, uh, my parents anymore. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, and that caused a rift between my younger brother and myself, who, who was, who really, who really got, he was in a position and I don't know, so I was, we, our language in our family would be, he was trapped there, but it's like, I understand we all make our choices.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's, uh, but he, he, and he, and my youngest brother were there in Dallas with my mom and and taking care of her in the, in the last of last parts of her life. And, and, uh, um, um, so there was a, and there was a certain amount of shame that 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 that, that part was part of that separation too, because I, because I, because uh, I couldn't go back. I, you know, I, and I wouldn't say back in those days. These days, I would say I'm not I'm not going to do it, or I would say I'm going to do it and I would take better care of myself.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: in those days, I kept just postponing going. You yes. know, until I I remember apologizing to my younger brother. I wrote a letter back in the letter, actually wrote a letter, uh, mailed it after my mom died and said, look. Yeah. You asked me, you, you asked me for more help, you know, and a lot of times I'll talk to clients that are talking about who are taking care of their parents and they, you know, they have siblings that aren't helping and that kind of stuff. And I, you know, depending on a relationship, I'll tell them sometimes I'm that, I'm that one. And it's like, you know, and I, and so I told him in that letter that I realized that he had, you know, he had, uh, you know, he had a right to, to I understood he was being angry with me and me not, you know, forget about what I felt about my mom. I wasn't supporting him. Um, and I, you know, just asked, I said, you know, if you ever, if you want to talk to me, I'm here and available. I want to, want to be in a relationship with you, but if, if not, I understand. And, uh, and, and I come from a, a family of disowners. We, uh, uh, my, and my younger brother was the best student from my mother of that. And, uh, none of us have ever, he's never spoke to any of the, of us, uh, he, he, except for my youngest brother who he, he basically took with him you know, and um and uh, the rest of us have never never spoken to either one of them again after after my mom died yeah. so anyway
2: so that that's part of that fragmentation isn't it for you guys that's,
1: yeah yeah
2: oh yeah big time. yeah it's just would, like did you and your brother talk about that stuff given that you guys were both therapists i mean did mm-hmm. guys... yeah we we, we, we talked about it. We talked about it. At, at one point. Oh, that's the other thing
1: I was, I was forgetting. I mean, at one point, at one point, um, I was working with a therapist that that pointed out to me, this was, this was many years ago, um, uh, like, you know, a couple of decades ago or more is was talking about, you know, that, that, she pointed out that it seemed like my relationship with my siblings was all based on, uh, negative, uh, uh, you know, the negative bonding. You know, mm-hmm. we would talk bad about my, we, we and, we, and most of us had a good sense of humor. We were, we were laughing, you know, we, we make jokes about, about, you know, my parents and stuff. And so, you know, and I don't know, you know, I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to, I'm not second guessing this now at the time, but at the time she had suggested that I, that I stop seeing if I could doing that and see if I can have a relationship based on other things other than that, which seems reasonable to me. But I think the it looked with, with hindsight, that once, once I, we stopped talking about them. Uh, I think, I think we were so heavy, even from our childhood, because in our childhood, that's how we did. We talked about yeah. what was going on with them. And, and as we got older, you know, we were, we, we were not only survivors of, the, you know, and it wasn't horrible. It was just, it was just, you know, we were, you know, what was happening in our home was, was, was just unresolved trauma from both of my parents uh uh and and uh deep deep dark depression on my mom's part that got manifest as just a shitload of of silent anger um and so you know and we and we were you know and my dad my dad you know the thing about i i, I remember going to a therapy uh, when we went to Bedford Combs uh week long codependency week program back in the eighties. And, you know, and we had everybody role play our different, you know, do our, we did all the family structures, you know, the Virginia Satir stuff and the, and the Sharon Crew stuff. And we were doing all the family sculpting and, and we had, you know, had my mom in there and I was feeling all these horrible things and mad at her. But, um, the, uh, and I remember I had somebody role playing my dad over to, over to the side and, and, uh. And I remember looking over him and just feeling full of rage, rage. And I, and, and I never, I never been mad at my dad. My dad was the good, you know, we loved him. You know, he was the good guy. You know, he was the guy, what a guy put up with such a, such a terrible, horrible bitch. You know, it's like, yeah, but I was so mad at him. And what I discovered during the process was what I had to say to him once, once Bedford helped me get over it to sit with him, it was, you didn't help me. Yeah. You know, that was my first experience. And I've seen that with clients along the way so much. It's like that, 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 that parent who, you know, and, and he didn't help me because he didn't know how to help me. He didn't know how to help himself, but it's like, it still was his job. He was still my dad and he didn't, uh, you know, and, and you didn't teach me how to stand up. You didn't, right. you didn't teach me how to do how, how to, you know, you didn't give me, a, you didn't give me a role model for being a strong dude who could, who could take care of himself. And, uh, so
0: Yeah. Sounds like a valuable workshop. I mean, man, it's
1: amazing. Life changing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've been to those, you've been to those, Alan, those places you go in, you, you think you have an agenda, you know, you think, you think, you know what you're going to work on and then all of a sudden you're going. The oh, fuck. It's like it's like, I mean this it's you just you you just you find a place that's safe enough and you and, and it happens it happens in individual therapy too. You you open up and you just find what you find.
0: Yeah. Well, and not to get off uh the point at all, but uh I love how you're creating those experiences for other people as well, you know, with your workshops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got
1: to be you got to be in a little a short one the other day. I appreciate yeah, the- you being
0: there the test chimp. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, Hey hey
1: Patrick, come to this workshop. Let's see if I remember how to do workshops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask is your older brother, um, was he pretty, was he, how was he at navigating all that stressful stuff? Um,
1: well okay this is where i just have to own that that all, that all i have is is th- this is just where i'm just a family member who has only my perspective i it's like i i would say i would you know and if i'm being completely honest i'm, I'm saying i i don't think i don't think he dealt with it anywhere close to what what i have it's 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 um i think he he i i i, you know, I could be wrong but uh, but i uh, he i think he took a a much more um sort of, um, and in, in my, in, and at the, at the risk of, of getting people pissed off at me, I, 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 I kind of associate this some with his, his background in seminary and in, in, his, in, in, his theology, he, I think he took more of a position of, of a righteous position of, you know, he had, it, he knew he understood it and he had it right. And, and that kind of stuff. I don't think he had, um, ne- I don't, I don't think he had nearly the amount of self doubt and, and that stuff that he worked through or, and maybe he just didn't have self doubt. I don't know, but it's, uh, I, we didn't talk about that part, that part much because about the, about the recovery process, because I don't, I don't know that he was, he was a part of that process. And in my I you know, I feel just, I just feel obligated because he's not here to speak for himself at this point to say that I could be wrong about that. Maybe he's done, you know, I know he'd been in therapy and stuff like that, but I don't know that I never really de- detected a lot of, um, a lot of the same kinds of stuff he was doing with what I was doing. So we we stayed pretty superficial about most of that.
2: What I want people that are listening to you, Tom, first of all, you know, you, I can hear this kind of, I don't know what I would describe it. Like I hear the space, if you will, that you're describing Mm -hmm. in your family. I mean, it's so obvious as you talk about it, you guys had a lot of space between yourselves Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's separateness, right? There was a lot yep. of space in your family, mm-hmm. a lot of space. And, and, you know, and, you know, when we started out this thing, you, you said something that I thought really resonated with me because I, I experienced this all the time and, you know, you, you know, a little bit about my experiences. I've done a lot of therapy and in, in my 50 years of being clean and sober, I, I'm still doing therapy today. I see a therapist once a week, you know, so I'm, I'm. You know, I I find I I, say, I think of myself as a pretty self-aware guy, right? right? Well, that doesn't mean that I'm still not surprised. Yeah. That exactly. there's still stuff that surfaces out of my unconscious, whatever you want to call it, outside mm-hmm. my awareness, that comes into my awareness, and I go, Oh, wow, look at that. It's kind of like when we got on today. You said, God, I'm kind of surprised that there's a more of an emotional experience mm-hmm, there, there's mm-hmm. a more texture to this than I than I would have anticipated having yeah see I think that, that and I want people to hear that is be open to whatever is happening don't hold on to some preconceived notion of what you're supposed to feel what you think you're going to feel what what you what you anticipated yourself is feeling yeah. because like you said, we get, we don't know at times you can't predict some of these things in terms of what's going to come up. And even with you, you know, in the weeks to come, there's going to be more, maybe revealed for you. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself having some regret that starts to surface or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. this goes, it's going to go. And part of the important thing that I think if you're listening to this and you're going through a loss is being willing to follow where that takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't that, try that, to control it. Be a be a be well, a passenger, right? What that,
1: yeah, what that what that put me in touch with is that that's 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 validating to me because because I didn't I didn't think of it in those those terms because I you know just, I was just was experiencing it, but but it's it's like when you describe that i realized okay well one of the options i think i probably have and in the meaning i would have had in the past but i didn't didn't it wasn't f- f- up front it was would be do a comparison of like when i get to the place where i started when i told you guys i was surprised at how i'm feeling about it is yeah. rather than say that doesn't you know that sort of almost unconsciously that doesn't match up with what i thought so i'm going to I'm going to reject the actual experience and go with what I thought was going to happen and kind of try to fit myself into that. It's, this is, this is, um it's, it's, it's more this, this, well, it does exactly what I'm doing right now. It takes me into places where I don't have the end of the sentences. Yeah. You know, I, it's like, I, I, yeah, I just, it, it and, you know, and, and, and it's, it's that space. And of course, you know, the other thing I'm I'm thinking and I think we need to, you know, and, a physicist there to help us with this is, is, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, of just images I have in my mind from, because I'm no expert on any of this, the big bang, you know, of things, you know, the reason things expand is because they get as condensed as they can possibly be. And the reason so much, if, if when you say there's so much space in my family, what I would say is, yeah, that's because when I was a kid, there was no, there was no fucking space in that family. There was no breathing room in that family. No. We were all, we were all, we were all part of one entity. And that was my mother and, 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 and we were no. one organism. And, you know, I, I often will tell people I could come home at, from school and walk, walk in the door. I didn't have to see my mother. I didn't have to see anything. I could feel the air and tell what, what the, if she was in one of what we called her moods and yeah. I could step forward about maybe uh, eight feet and look to the right and look through the kitchen, see the door the, the door to their bedroom. And if that door was closed, my heart, I could feel even talking about it, my heart would sink because I knew that I was right. And, and, you know, and I don't think I ever thought of myself as, as doing this when I was a kid, but as I, as I learned about family roles, when I got older and got in therapy, I realized I probably was then, you know, this is, uh, I mean, I, I think I played more than one of those regular family roles, but certainly the family mascot, keeping people entertained, keeping people light, light, uh, up and light was part of what I did. But I, I definitely think I, I probably did some work then to manage the rest of my family to try to keep everybody quiet. Quiet so that we don't have any, mm-hmm. any, any, any problems with this as much as possible. We, I know we all talk about adjusting expectations. We adjusted those expectations is the moment, the moment that that was happening. Uh, and so, and that was, that came from just pure, I mean, just just enmeshment. There was no, my, I noticed my fist is just, it's not, it's not an angry fist. It's, it's tight fist. It's like, like, it's just like there, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. I mean, there was no separate, there was no separation. See, I mean, there was no differentiation in my family. you know, I, as a matter of fact, I said to you on th- a couple of Thursdays ago, when you, I said, if you want me, if you need a, a, an example of, of completely come somebody who comes from non-differentiation anytime on Thursday night, you can borrow me because I, because I know, you know, my, I used to, when I was a little kid, I got old enough to go spend t- nights with my friends I would go, I would be, I would be very embarrassed because, because I would always get extremely scared and, you know, and I was old enough to be out doing that. I would, you know, I'd hear things in their house. I would, I would get nervous and scared. And I would call my father somewhere in the middle of the night and make up some excuse to, to to my friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, And he would be up waiting and, 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 I, and, I, and, I, and we did it several times, but, but I re, I actually remember one time in particular where he spoke it. When I came into the, we, he, we walked back to the, back in the house after he picked me up and he said, I think I can get some sleep now. Hmm. Uh, and you know, and I, and I, a therapist at one point, you know, surprised to me at the time said, that wasn't your fear, Tom, <laughs> It wasn't your fear. It was it was your your dad's. And if and if you knew you if you knew my dad's history, my family, his family history, both. You know, I I can tell you my my both of my parents' family history to the point where you go like, oh well, they of course they turned out the way they they did. I mean, that's that's where you know one of the things I learned that you know blame blame. My old sponsor used to say, "Blame's a good place to visit. You don't want to live there." It's like you know sometimes you need it to push away, but yeah. it's like like. Um, No, I, no, I, and I remember, I remember, mom. my mom and I, when you write self-help books, you know, you have to, I, I would have to tell my parents, I tell my mom, especially if I was going to talk about anything, I'd tell her ahead of time. I wouldn't ask her permission, but, but we talked about, so that got us where we talked about our depression. Cause I, we, you know, she's a smart woman and she knew she, you know, after a while and she bad situation. I mean, she was, she lived in a small town in Texas, had depression, actually went to the one psychiatrist in town, which, which, you know, I, to this day say took must've taken a lot of guts because that's a small town in Texas and you're going to a psychiatrist, to everybody in that town's going to know. And it's like, and of course, that was the day where they treated tre- d- depression with Valium. It's yeah. like, you know, so it only everything only got worse from from that place. But I remember talking to my mom about about, you know, depression and stuff. And 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 she told me something about her family that I'd never heard. She said, you know, I have and I grew up with this really enmeshed family. And it's like she said, I don't have any memory of either one of my parents ever touching me. Wow. Like it's like talking about space. It's like, um, and so she anti-role modeled is my, my way of thinking about it. And, and I, and I did get, this is one of the things I, I don't, I'm glad I said to my mom at one point, I said, you know, mom, I, I told her in that conversation, I said, you know, between your life, when you talk about not having any memory of any contact, any touch from your, from your parents and my life in which I, you know, which I may have felt smothered by you a lot. It's yeah. like, I prefer mine, you know. It was like it was like you know this. I wouldn't want that, you know. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I can feel. Like it makes me cry to think about that. It's like because you know, and so she was, she was trying to do that. Yeah, and uh, and that's. I think that's what I don't know. You maybe Patrick can set me set me straight on this, but some some of this stuff I think is, is, I, I kind of associate with. Just you get old enough, and you just it's just like you get this farther back panned out panned out view, and you look at it and go like you know, you get I just it's more it's easier for me to get to the place where it's just like every fucking body was struggling.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure you don't feel nearly as far away from it as you thought you may have been right before this stuff came up. Right. 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 That freaks me out when I think about my history and wanting to kind of, I don't know, put as much distance as possible between me and and some of the uncomfortable stuff, but realizing Mm -hmm. that it's it's just uh, dormant, I suppose. That's well said, Patrick.
1: That yeah. is well it, said, It's, yeah. it's very, it's very patient. Patrick, it'll wait, it'll, it'll wait and it'll come up and bite you in the ass at different times. Yeah. And it does, I don't think it means you have to do anything in particular with it. And I think that, that, you know, it's just, you need to, you need to make, I don't know, make some peace with it. It's, it's, uh, because that's one of the things and and one of the things that you said, Alan, helped me with this a little bit today is the idea that, that, you know and, and i'm not sure i heard it the way you intended it but but you know i got it in a good way anyway it's like the, the idea was is that, that i wasn't you know i i, I was i'm not i'm not criticizing myself or beating myself up for yeah. anything it, it's just it, it's like it it really is what it is and it's there's gonna be sadness about it but it's like you know it's it's, it's like if somebody would say well you know would you wish you'd do it different and go like well no i just I, i'm I really that's one of the things I I can thank I can thank you guys for And, and, and Alan specifically with you with with what you're teaching me through this Allen the the emotional sobriety lens is you know it's I mean one th- one thing I've been for the last you know day and a half with this is just in the present moment.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: I haven't you know it's not been it's not you know I've been uh um uh, T- taking a couple of extra naps with my dog and, and, right. and, my wife came and laid down and, 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 you know, if I kind of kind of patted my head for a little while today, that really helped a lot So it's not a lot of, not, not a lot of necessarily big time intellectual processing, but it's like, it's just I'm just getting some comfort here is good. And from yeah. you guys.
0: Uh, well, Without the shoulds, um, I never know what I'm supposed to do after somebody important passes. Like what's the, Is that kind of a common thing that we're all just a little bit lost in how to address something of this magnitude? Of course.
1: Yeah. I I, I tell you what, that lost is is part of how how I feel, and like not lost like you know I need to get found. It's like it's just, just it's it's well it's it's just it's new territory. It's something is, and it's like, and to to me, I like what, you you know, what you said, Alan is, is even though we've been doing this this long doesn't mean we don't still get surprised. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, and, and where it's, where's that going to go? It's like, um, um, yeah, but lost, lost is a good word is a good word for that. And, And I think, you know, one of the things I think I'm, I'm now, when you say that Patrick, that, that I can say I'm, I'm probably pretty maybe even proud of myself about is the idea that I'm, you know, I'm I i can't, there isn't any part of me that's scrambling to try to get out of whatever it is I'm doing here. It's like, you know, it's it's like we're just, you know, um yeah, I'm here I'm having this conversation and that's it. That's as that's as far as that story goes.
2: And the other thing that happens, Patrick, you know lost is a part of feeling a loss i mean an experience of being lost for a period of time disoriented and stuff often comes tom you were describing it as you're not so sure what depersonalization is but i think we could say that that might be synonymous with feeling a bit lost yeah that that was your experience like wow what is this what does this mean to me where you know that that you know disorientation is is I think a very common thing that happens at this point, and then you know then existentially it starts to generate all these other kinds of things. You know, look, you know if this was a deli counter, your number's getting close to being called. I mean, yeah, right, right, you know, right. And then you know the guy's gonna say, "What do you want today? Do you want sliced yeah. turkey? Do you want yeah, sliced ham?" Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, our we're getting closer to the front. No, of
1: and I, and I tell you, Alan, disoriented is is a good is probably a better word. That's a good word. I appreciate it. And I think that yeah, and 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 it's like, and and you you know, we've been we've been talking you know recently over over you know. Longer period of time now, because you know we're we are at the age you and I are at the age where where people start dropping like flies and and right. and we' did- and dealt with some really close you guys helped me through you know my, my friend Tom wellfeld when he died we talked about that and it's like um it's the, but I think the thing that maybe the, i don't know if it's surprising but it's something that, that that I'm very aware of is is that even though not i'm not in you know, a day to day basis really close to any of my family it's because I, I noticed that I keep saying this one, I just, you know, sometimes sometimes you just pay attention, just like we do with clients, you, you pay attention to your own language, your own words, and you'll tell yourself what's important. And I kept saying, there's, you know, five kids in my family that, you know, I said, you know, I, there's, there was five of us and now there's four. You know, it's like that and and that, 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 that seems like a subtraction of one, but, but in my, but in my body, I can feel that when I say that there was four and it's like, and I think that is one of the things is okay. Well, each of us will, will go, but it's like, there's also you know, I, well, the, I guess the gestalt was five, right? I've never experienced that. I've, you know, I have experienced the loss of my parents. I experienced the loss of my second parent. You, you know, I, 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 tell, I tell people all the time I, say, I don't care how old you are. It's, 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 it's quite, it's quite an adjustment to becoming a, a, an orphan when your second parent dies. It's it's a big, it's, it's a, it's a huge deal into itself for most people. And it's like, but in this case, yeah, to, to, for there to be only, only, uh, four you know and for my case four four siblings and only one of them i'm in touch with
2: that's right
1: which by the way was one of the is already one of the most beautiful things that came out of this is that i was um i tend to be very uh aloof I, I love my sister I think I actually think she's the, the best survivor of all of us I think she I mean I mean in the best possible way not just yeah. not just defensively but just I think she's been able to hold on to to use your terminology I think she's been able to hold on to herself th- through difficult times more than any of the rest of us in, in a lot of ways and it's like uh, but I find myself really hanging to a aloof with her because I realize I'm just realizing this this very moment is that just like I used to feel with my mom that I was you get close enough, you're going to get engulfed. I think I have projected that onto my sister and because mm-hmm. she has a, she has a, a extended family. She has, she has daughters and and her daughters have daughters and she actually has great grandchildren now. And it's like, like and this stuff, and she's wanted me to be a part of that family. And I've, and I've said, no, you know, don't, I'm not going to do that. And, and uh, when I got a call from her, I was really, I was really nervous about calling her back because I was afraid it was going to be, I was going to be in danger of being absorbed, uh, and I, we, and, and, but Vicki and I had had a conversation most recently cause I'd, I'd actually gotten honest with her. This is, you know, giving her a chance is by me being honest with her about the fact as best I could explain why I'm not, you know, while this is a while back, but why I'm not, you know, going, to, not interested in becoming a part of her big extended family. Uh, and, and she said to me yesterday, she talked to me, uh, just it was just beautifully like i'm just talking to adult conversation and she said she said i'm not i'm not expecting anything from you it's like it's like it's okay it's, it's like it's like you know and i said you know she said are you going to the memorial service i said i said you know my codependent self says that would just piss his family off because i didn't go see him why would i go there after he's dead you know and she and she just said uh and she said, I want you to come because you, you, you'll help me get through it. And, uh, and, oh, wow. and she's, and she said, I want to see you. And she said, and then she said, again, I'm not, I'm not expecting anything from you. I just would, you know, but it's a youth and, and she didn't say, will you please do that? She said, uh, and she used to say stuff like that. She, she said, um, would you think about it? Wow. And so, so i I would imagine I'll go.
2: Yeah. Wow, man that touches you mm-hmm. yeah i hear you man see that's where the space starts to decrease right there
1: all right there's a contact there that i felt yeah, completely right. su-
2: i avoided it no I, 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 see i think what was so important is your fear was being consumed and she was you know she you put know. words to it man she said she, she said it. She, she, heard, it. she heard she heard she heard want, me i don't want you to lose yourself man if if you want to do it, I want you to do it. I'd like it, but mm-hmm. you decide. Mm-hmm. She left yeah. a lot of space for you to be yourself. In that way, that's a healthy mm-hmm. space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she it of, was,
2: you know, I see it now. You, you'll, you know, you're moving towards her, man. You want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. I realize, yeah. I, 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 what I'm, you know, what I'm realizing is, you know, I mean, you know, when we and I tell people this all the time, when you project something onto somebody, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean it's all false. I mean, usually, usually people in our families are pretty, pretty good. You know, they have similarities enough to where, you know, it's it's a good fit kind of thing. But it's but what I'm getting here is I need to go like this, but, but she ain't my mom. She's as a matter of fact she, she talked about anti role modeling and she's, yeah. you know, she's, she told me yesterday, she said, she said, I've lived my whole life trying to be as as different from her as I possibly could be. And, That's you right. know, and I told her, I said, said, you know, and, and she had, and, and, and talk, and talk about awareness. Uh, she, she said, she said, I know because she's my mother, that, that, that it's impossible for me not to have some of those characteristics. Of she says, she said, I don't, you know, I, cause I've talked to people who would think oh, I'm, nef- I'm nothing like them because she goes like, no, they, but, uh, she, but she said, I, 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 I do my best to not be like that. And, um, and so what I, you know, what I'm realizing right now talking to you is I need to, I need to give her that chance yep. and, and not, and not lay that on her. Yep. Hmm. Well, I love you. This man. help. I, I love you guys too. And it's, it's, this is very helpful. Thank you. I love you. I have, you know, usually when we do these things, I, I just, I'm off, I do everything off the cuff. So I don't really generally at the end of one of these workshops, I mean, one of these uh, uh, podcasts don't know what, what I've said either, but, but at this point, I have no idea, so I hope um, I've. I, I this has also been an exercise in just trusting the two of you, going like I figure. I figure you would have redirected me or t- or, or no, that's, muted that's me that's at some not point. <laughs> <doing>. It's not <laughs> awesome.
2: I mean, how much you
0: you do trust mm-hmm. me and Patrick. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that mm-hmm. a lot. You yeah. are very lovable, Tom. Thank you. You're like Thank- the Chew- Chewbacca of the podcast.
2: It's <laughs> <The Chewbacca.
0: laughs>
2: a good. <laughs> Also, or just in terms make, of in terms of stupid, yeah, right? on Chewbacca. I love it. Cheers yeah, not
0: my favorites. I had to say this, though, too, that um, I think you would make it Alan, you would make a great character in Mario Kart. Just imagining you uh, at the track on the go kart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They should add that. I,
1: See, yeah. I, see, I think, I think, I think, you know, the, just the 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 group of the group of us who do all of the do the podcast and do the and and some do the Thursday night group stuff, you know, with 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 Brian and and Potash and you know, I, I, there should be some retreat somewhere where we all go up to some place where we where we we're, we're, we're yeah. doing go karts and going to going to shows and stuff like that. We ought to we ought we, ought, we ought to have that would know, be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun to do.
0: Well, you probably know a, fam, a few places.
1: A family Nashville. vacation. Yeah. yeah, I not me. I you, the last person you talk to in in Patrick.
2: He's not the guy to organize anything. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Patrick, learn from your experience.
1: <laughs> That's right. But but the other thing that the other thing in my Get experience some ideas, is, but you can't put it
2: on him. You know some plan. No, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> never n-
1: never heard of the Grand Old Opry. No, it's like no. I did. <laughs> Ben what are you talking Mike? about? <laughs> Mute, hey, could, you,
0: Tom, could you remind me of your uh, older brother's name, Mike? Mike. Uh, well, yeah, Mike. rest in peace, uh, Mike. And uh, yeah, it, it was yeah. a real pleasure to talk about him today. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Mike. <laughs> Until next time. Okay. Peace.
3: Tinge your life. tend your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Then with glass and hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me. It ain't a crime to be a human. Never be ashamed to be yourself. Rest assured that whatever you're doing will entertain me like nobody else. So here's to us, my old friends Until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me